welcome to Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one best-selling book, Sensitivity is Your Superpower, How to Harness Your Gifts, Fulfill Your Purpose, and Create a Life of Joy. And if you are a highly sensitive person, a sensitive soul, I'd love for you to get my Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide, the three ways of navigating your way to more peace, positivity, and personal power. And you can get that at sensitivesoulguide.com. Again, it's sensitivesoulguide.com. It's all one word. And today, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the other best-selling book that I'm part of, because my co-author, Kelly Moser, is here, and I'm really excited. Uh, the book that we are in together is called Navigating the Clickety-Clack, How to Live a Peace-Filled Life in a Seemingly Toxic World, and that was an international award-winning bestseller, and that was the first of four volumes, and every volume has been a number one international bestseller ever since. And uh, when we were launching the book, I got a chance to meet Kelly through kind of like the book launch webinar, and, and there's a term that Kelly used, uh, move your butt, B-U-T, and I loved it so much. I said, I need Kelly on the show. So let me tell you a little bit more about Kelly before I formally introduce Kelly. So uh, Kelly Moser helps entrepreneurs, real estate agents, and business owners finally break their income barriers and win back hours in their week while completely streamlining their operations so they can achieve higher levels of success in their life and business. He is the founder of the Moser Movement, a certified high-performance coach, and, of course, a number one best-selling, award-winning international author. So without further ado, Kelly, welcome to the show. Well, that's a high bar you set there. I hope I can uh, live up to it. I appreciate the, the <laughs> intro. And as you're going through that, I'm thinking – how in the world does some, you know, I can still see the past me and then this evolution that has been summed up here in 30 seconds, which seems very abrupt. And so I'm going back through the story in my head and I'm going, wow, that's that's a bit of a, a, a jump there. But yeah, we'll get into that. So I'm excited to be here and hopefully I can add some value to, to your audience. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a lot of folks, whether they're sensitive souls or not sensitive souls, looking to increase their income. Somehow they feel like, you know, um, prosperity is eluding them or abundance is eluding them. And when you were sharing the, I call it a tool, but move your butt, <laughs> saying, I was like, oh my gosh, I love it so much. That's why I want you on the show. Take us back, though, to the other Kelly you know, the former Kelly before sure. evolution. What was that Kelly like and how did you get here? Yeah, so I I won the parent lottery. I grew up in a very fantastic place to grow up. It was very rural and we had acreage to run around on. And you know, I just love, love, love where I'm from, a small town in North Carolina. And as you start to evolve and develop and grow, and your uh, the, the influences in your life uh, depending on where you are, are different, right? You may have different uh, raising than me, but uh, I really love the area that I that I came from and my parents, my family. I was uh, I'm from a family that we all get together on Sundays and share a meal after church, right? So there'd be 25, 30 people. There's games. There's things, you know, being thrown around. It's a it's a good time. The the kind of the transition was. When when goals were introduced to me, so I never really grew up with you got to set goals for weight and you got to set goals for finance and you got to set goals like that language did not really it wasn't introduced if it was I missed it but the kind of societal expectation was you go to school you get married you contribute to a four hundred one k you get a good job climb the corporate ladder uh, buy a house and die, right? Kids somewhere in there too, right? Uh, but there's not really specific goal setting. I think that's the biggest uh, epiphany kind of moment when I was introduced to, to goals. And it happened at um, a, a really weird time. I was, I've always been the guy that you would come into my office and you would say, hey, Kelly, do you have a minute? And that usually meant that you were going to talk trash about a colleague or your wife or something going on. And so I, I was kind of that that person. And I could have a conversation and see both sides. And one of the gentlemen, he said, uh, hey, Kelly, let me, let me pay you for this. And I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? We're friends. Uh, get out of here. Pay me for what? 
He's like, well, you're you're kind of my life coach. And I was like, you're what? I have no. Like, we're going back, you know, ten years ago or so. And I'm like, I have a life coach. What does that even mean? He's like, just look it up. He's like, people do this, and that kind of started the whole thing. And fast forward a little bit, I. I'm starting my personal development journey. I'm going reading the books kind of thing, and I start going to some personal development conferences, and I, I still have this, like, visions of grandeur, and then there's this, like, but you know you're just a, you know you're just a dumb hillbilly from nowhere with a girl's name. Like, that's that self-talk, right? I... I want to be financially free, but, you know, people from like me, they don't really realize success. Mm. Or I want to have a, a more healthy body, but I don't really know what I'm doing in the gym or where to even start. And so I'm at this personal development conference, and this guy, we're standing in line waiting to go in, and he says, so tell me about yourself. And so I, I tell him, he's like, well, what are your visions for your life? And I start doing that same exact thing with him. I said, well, I want to I want to be financially successful, but, and I give him the excuse. And I go through this whole thing. And he's a very seasoned coach and asks a very seasoned coach question. He says, well, Kelly, what do you think you should do? And before the internal filter kicked in, I said, I need to move my butt. And his eyes light, his eyes lit up, and my eyes lit up, and he just quite literally turned around and walked away. I, and I, I don't know his name, I don't know where he's from. I tried to look him up. I, like I have no idea. I don't know if it was an angel or what, but I I bought the domain and started kind of brainstorming this this whole idea, and that's like the infancy of of what it has now become and yeah so I'm, I'm very passionate about so so when I'm having conversations with people and they say uh, they'll say some type of goal and then there's a but of course I'm gonna uh, key in and and that's very triggering for me but yeah that's that's kind of it in a nutshell that's how we got to the move your butt Neat. Yeah, I, and uh, I, I've lately been doing a little bit of, it's kind of surface at the moment, study of conscious language. A lot of times they share the word but is like negating everything that happened before the word. <laughs> mm, yeah. And uh, I was like, huh, it, it does feel like that. And then... I noticed some of my, you know, teacher, like, coach, healer friends that are you know, older than I am, more seasoned, that they will often say, and, and then yada, 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 right? Mm, like, huh, yeah. Why do they do that? And it's because I would have put the word but in there. And they use the word and. <laughs> so tell us about the word but. <laughs> what, yes, what's the, the problem with but? I, the problem is what... Typically, the sentence structure, and I, I love that you love language because I think it, it is very, very telling, the language that we use. I think I, I heard in a podcast one time someone say that your your status, whether you, however you define success, can be measured in the language that you use and your vocabulary, which I think is very interesting. And so uh, so for, for me, in the sentence structure, you'll say things like, I should, I wish, I could – You'll, you'll have some kind of goal or aspirational front end of the sentence. And then the word but is in there. And you're right. It negates everything that you've just said. Mm. And what follows is typically an excuse, a limiting belief, or some kind of negative self-talk. So I want to grow my business, but I don't really have the tools. That would be an excuse. Or I don't have the time. That's a real big one that I hear. Yes. Or I want a deeper, loving, connecting relationship with my significant other, but I'm not good enough for happily ever after. And sometimes it's it's conscious. Sometimes it's audible. Sometimes it's just that that thought in our in our head. Oh. But if you are if you pay attention to the language that you use, especially when you're talking about goals, that that but is very telling, and it gives us a place to start 
the the work around moving your butt. Mm, right. I notice my habits are such that when I am talking to, you know, students or clients, that my language is one way. And sometimes when I'm with my friends, who sometimes are the same type of, you know, coach, healer, uh, that kind of thing, there's some sort of social habit that I've had where, um, I don't know, it's not exactly commiserating, but I tend to fall into a pattern that is similar to what I've done in the past or what I'm hearing from them. So I I think there's... um, That could be part of being highly empathetic or empathic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I tend to start even talking like the other person. Like, for example, when I went to, um, I think it was, was it Georgia? There there was a conference in medical school. And, you know, I'm originally from Canada. So my friend and I went there. We were chosen to go there. And um, everybody there had some sort of southern drawl, you know. Uh, And by day two, I was doing it. I couldn't help myself. My friend thought it was hilarious, you know, because obviously I'm like Chinese Canadian. I don't usually have a southern drawl, but and I would do that. And so I, I, there is something about that habit that, for me, requires a degree of consciousness when I'm with people. It's like I want to either commiserate with them or show off or be like dramatic. Oh well, but da, 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 da. you know what I mean? Like I, I don't know what yeah. that's about. Yeah, no, I, I find myself doing that too, but I think I look at it as a way of, I wouldn't say chameleon, but you're you're taking on, you want to be liked and we want to be accepted, at least at least for me. And so one of the ways to do that is to match the energy of the group that you're in. So if it's, which which can be can be hurtful too, if, if you're in a, a gossip wheel and you just, if you pile in there, you know, it's it, it can be detrimental, and then you kind of feel guilty afterwards. And I'm sure we've we've all been in situations like that. So, yeah, I think you have to be be conscious of it, or at least have some kind of of trigger to to kind of spark your awareness. Like, hey, I'm doing that thing, um, uh. right? So it, that's the the biggest key with me is. It, if I just let it go willy-nilly, I'll be down in that rabbit hole with them. But if I say, hey, I'm doing that thing, and I run it through that filter of, well, would a better, higher version of me be doing this right now? Probably not. Okay, what's my next right action? Mm-hmm. If I can get to that little filter there, then the conversation may, I may have the courage to you know, steer it in a different way. That makes sense? Yes, absolutely, and that's a great tool, just to have that momentary pause uh, and and just name it. I'm doing that thing, and yeah. my husband and I were talking about that the other day because he's he says to me, he goes, you know, when you tell this story, you keep saying this line, which is, I spent tens of thousands of dollars on multiple coaches, and he's like, what are you trying to prove? And I got a little defensive. But <laughs> when I thought yeah. about it, and I thought, well, what am I trying to prove? You know, this is a team member I'm talking with. And I was like, well, I guess that maybe I'm believable because these other higher level people that I call my mentors are saying these, this. I, you know, uh, maybe I'm not good enough to say these things because I needed help. Like, I, you know, like it was really interesting. And and that that's that's where this filter that you're talking about is very helpful. I'm doing that thing. I'm doing yeah. that thing where I go, well, I spent tens of thousands of dollars on mentors and coaches. And then it, it makes me stop and go, well, why am I doing that thing? <laughs> yeah, but you, might have, you might have been communicating effectively to that person at, in real time. And he needs to be, your husband needs to be communicated differently. Whereas you, maybe that person that you're talking, and I'm, you know, I'm making this story up, but I'm trying to play a little bit of both sides here. Mm. I think it's important that you understand the person that you're talking to and communicate to them the way that oh. they need to be spoken to. Mm. Whereas if it's your husband, you'd be like, oh, I spent a lot of money on coaching. Dot, dot, you know, we would just fly by that. But if you're really needing to drive a point with the person that you know, maybe you're not as intimate with or you don't know, that, mm-hmm. that well, you need to drive that point and say, look, coaching is, 
is important, I've spent tens of thousands. Like it has a different weight right. to it, a different communication style. I may be reading too much into it, and I'm not here to, to settle right. your. I totally get it. I totally get, it. and I think that was really it was you know driving a point for sure, for sure. And and funny because the friend was you know listening to James, not critique me, but you know just mentioning you know his perspective of that because he's heard it a number of times. <laughs> You know, and it's not for him. Right? It was not for him necessarily. Although sometimes yeah. I tell a story, and then he goes, "Ah, he said that again, right?" Uh, however, um, yeah, to the to the person, what she said, she says, "Oh, okay. Well, you know, is it because you think that it's not, you know, you're not good enough, and therefore you're telling other people that you, mm-hmm. you know, had this coaching?" Or on the other hand, she says, "Well, I took it as like you invested in yourself." Like you invested, like you invested ahead of time. Like maybe you didn't have the money at that point, but you invested because you know more of the story, but you invested in that in yourself. And so you're just saying, hey, sometimes it requires investment in yourself to make a shift, to make a change. For sure. So that's what she was getting at, which I think was was closer to what I was intending uh, (laughs) to say it. So uh, that's really interesting. Um, Yeah, and that kind of segues into, hmm. you know, how – the, the move your butt. So it's catchy. Okay, people think you're talking about, you know, a butt with two T's, which gets you into the conversation. But I, I tell people that if you can move the butt with one T, the butt with two T's will follow, right? Mm. So, and we break butt down into an acronym, which is, which is helpful. Again, I love running things through, through filters, um, and that's just kind of my language for, you know, you have a lot of information, you have a lot of stimulus coming from all directions. If you don't run that thing through, all that stuff through your own filter, then you, like, overwhelm and, you know, that, it just leads to a lot of, like, head junk, uh, mm-hmm. to, again, use, use some language there. But but is believe, understand, and take. And if we if we take that sentence... I really want to enter your goal, but, and then enter whether it's an excuse, limiting belief, or negative self-talk. Just frame a sentence like that. If you're listening, if you're driving, don't do this. Um, you know, <laughs> do, this, do this for either pull over or wait till you get to your, your stop. But if there's, if there's a but in your life that you're struggling with, I want you to write that sentence out. I want to enter it, but, and then give your excuse or what normally comes up. For me in my life, it was I'm not good enough for that or some flavor of that. Mm. And so if you take but and break it down into the acronym, believe, understand, and take action. So first, belief. It's the biggest thing. Your podcast is riddled with stories about belief. It's, it's what shapes our, our perspective and our umwelt of the world, how we see the world. And your belief system. One silly example is I'm sure all the mothers out there have, have told their um, kids, hey, you just ate your sandwich, you need to eat, you need to wait here for 30 minutes before getting back into the pool. That's mm-hmm. a belief. That's a belief. Nowhere in the history of humanity has anyone ever died from eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and jumping into a pool. It's never happened. It's not happened. But that belief keeps that child sitting on the pool. It keeps that mother saying that repeated, but she heard her mother say that. Mm-hmm. Santa Claus, uh, the sailing, and we thought we were going to fall off the face of the earth. Like all, everything has a belief, right? Whether it's true or not, it doesn't really matter because it's, it's your truth. That's the power of a belief, right? We fight people at sporting events because they have a different color shirt on, just <laughs> based on a belief. My team, I believe my team is better than yours. So there's all kinds of, of you know, stories that we could use there. But I also ask, is, the, is this belief serving me, right? Is the belief that I'm not good enough to have whatever it is, is that serving me? Probably not. Okay, what's the belief that I need to adopt to get to that goal? Your sentence already has your goal in it. Mm-hmm. And it also has your obstacle in it. So what belief do I need to let go of? That's probably the I'm not good enough belief. And what belief do I need to adopt in order to get to that goal? Okay, that let's let's make a real sentence here and we can kind of follow this through the through line. So I want to be financially free 
but I'm not good enough for that. All right? Mm -hmm. So a belief that I would need to let go of is that I can't get there or I'm not good enough to get there or the you know there's not enough to go around or whatever it is. What belief would I need to adopt that there's plenty of money to go around. There's plenty of opportunity. There's plenty of people that can help me get there. And so you can make a you can make a list of, of both and just you know really dig into that belief because again everything is going to start from what you believe. Does that make sense? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. I would think changing beliefs may be kind of challenging uh, if they've grown up with that for so long. For, for sure. Uh, it, the, the hardest part is, the reason I say make a list, I would try to get to 50 because the first five or ten may come off pretty quick, ding, 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 like the excuses for or against. But as you start to try to get to 50, it's really hard, and that's really where you're going to get to the, okay, what evidence do I need to help support this? Well, I did help, I did help someone back in 1993. You know, you're going to get to that really deep-leveled stuff if you create a long enough list. So what, what belief do you need to adopt? Uh, write that belief out, and then that's supporting evidence for that. Okay, That's, can I give you an example and see if... Sure, yeah, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so uh, my husband and I were driving back from uh, figure skating today, and uh, he just mentioned, he said, I'm having a hard time believing that my you know, Subaru, um, my new car, I'll just say my new car, uh, that my new car is actually going to show up. And I said something to the... He goes, I... I I can't believe it. I'm having a hard time believing it, you know? So it seemed very intellectual at that point. And uh, what I said, not that he was asking for advice, but spouses. <laughs> 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 anyway, so I said, well, you know, you are pretty good at manifesting, so you manifested a whole bunch of other things. So if you can feel it in your body that it's already here, You've done it before. You've got, and he goes, so he's like, I don't have any evidence, right? I don't have any evidence that it's coming or whatever. And I said, well, you have plenty of evidence that other things have, that you've desired have manifested. So it was, it was like, I was trying to do the list for him, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's it. Like, uh, you know, trying to get to the, well, why do you believe that? Or, you know, I like that five why, asking why. Okay, so why do you think that your car is not going to start? Well, I had a car years ago that didn't. Okay, well, why? You know, why is that important? You can you can make this list as long and and but I think the the point is to get to a place where you say, you know, I'm at a fork in the road, and I could go left or I could go right. Both of which are in the future, and both of which I have no idea. Right? I don't know down the down either of these paths. What, what lies ahead, right? And so I know path left is not serving me. So why not, for, the, for the, just the sheer sake of I know that one is not, let me just lean into this one, maybe a place to start for some people. So in this, in this case, it would be I'm at, I'm at a crossroad. I have a new car. There's path left that says I'm just not sure that this is a dependable car and it's going to show up for me every single time. And on the other side, the opposite is true. This car is going to be dependable and show up for me and get me to where I need to go safely. Like you don't know either of those destinations. Mm -hmm. You don't. You don't know. We don't have a crystal ball. We don't know the future. So one of those is not serving you, and the other one, while again you don't know the you don't know the destination, will serve you better at the very least. The stress at the very least. The, the you know the the uh, mental and physical health. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm yeah. So the you know there are various different belief uh, tools out there to swap beliefs sure. and, and things like that. I mean, even in my own healing modality, we do something very similar, uh, and it does require first of all that awareness of what is the belief that isn't serving us. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe every time he gets in the car and it starts, he should have to do like a little victory, yes, or pump his fist, right? That's going to give him 
evidence. <laughs> ah, well, well, in this case, he's, he's actually trying to manifest a new car, and it's very difficult ah, at okay. the moment uh, to uh, find uh, a new used car of that price range, of that color. But but I did say to him, well, you know, be more specific because I don't even know, like, what color you want. Or what you, he goes, well, I want this year, this color, this number of miles. I said, okay. So it's it's posted up <laughs> on, the, on the board, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, the, the funny thing, I think part of the belief was because he talked to the mechanic downtown. He goes, hey, have you ever come across, you know, this, this car this year? Can you let me know? I'd like to buy it. And the car mechanic says, quote, you and everyone else, quote. So that put a shadow of a doubt in my husband's mind that it was available. And then, but the thing is, our minds go, well, it's, it's so popular, it's not available, it's not available. And I said, well, what about like, I don't know, like down south in Texas or something? Maybe they don't sell a lot of these, you know, and it's not going to have rust in it because we're in the Northeast. And he's like, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, we, we could look down south. We could, you know what I mean? So it's just funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if we, once, once we start the belief, then we move to the U, and the U is understand. And understanding first, in this particular case, uh, skill acquisition. So this is understanding has what skill do I need? And skill could be with hands, it could be knowledge, it could be uh, a lot of different things here. Uh, but I like to break the understand down into two parts, the skill into two parts. So what skill am I underutilizing that I could use in this instance? So if it's a financial goal or a weight loss goal or a, you know, a new car goal, is there a skill? Well, maybe it's the skill of searching on Google in this case or the mm -hmm. skill of networking to find someone that you know, can find you that. So it, do I have that skill and can I double down on it? Do, am I already a good networker? Can I just double down and put, put a lot of resources into that? But is there a skill gap? Is there some practical skill that I need to hone in on. Maybe you don't know how to use Google, so that would be a skill that you need to develop. Um, maybe you don't know how to network, so that would be a practical skill if you were looking to you know, grow your sphere. So when you're going through this sequence, it's first, what's the belief? Then, hey, what skill do I need to help boost that belief? But also, what skill do I have that I can double down on? And the okay. double down on a, on a skill is a lot to do with confidence, I think, because mm. those things that we, we do and we're good at, we may not be getting paid for it, but if we, if we put some effort in there, like, I'm really good at this, there's something that happens, that self-esteem, that confidence that you know, can carry us through, even though we've got this, this obstacle in our way. Mm, yes, yeah, that's a great point. I like that. That makes a lot of sense. And and the funny thing is, you know, in this car situation, there uh, we're talking about. Um, um, my husband does not prefer to do searches because he's not that familiar with computers and things like that. There you uh, go. And and at the same time, um, I remember he met someone as serendipity would have it uh, at at some conference or something we were at that. Um, somebody who mentioned about how he takes a um, an older model car and he fixes it up and and makes it like really nice and they became friends and he has this person as a resource and didn't think of contacting this person right so there's there's another skill like that networking I'm like hey wait a second we he does know people in the car you know what I mean he's not the car mechanic in town and uh, yeah 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 so that's kind of neat and I think you should ask us is step on because she's really good at researching stuff. <laughs> yeah, and you know, maybe there's a maybe there's a, a a family member, a younger family member, maybe a, a teenager that really likes researching cars. That you could say, hey, here's my budget. Anything under that, you get a percentage of, and incentivize them to do the search for you. Ooh. Right? It's like nice. you know, your your nephew, your nephew Brandon. Hey, Brandon, I give you five hundred bucks if you find this car with these parameters. Here you go. And <laughs> that great. kid, five hundred dollars to a thirteen year old boy is <laughs> is going to set him on fire. So All yeah, right. that's. 
that's the what I mean by that is that's a skill. Yeah. The skill yeah. to leverage to leverage relationships and to use use the tools that you have. Oh, fantastic! That's great. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, and so then the, is the the T for take. And in the beginning, it was it was take action, and I I shortened it to take because there's a mm. couple of things that I want you to take first. And first is responsibility. The cavalry is not coming. There's not going to be someone that knocks on your door and says, "Hey James, I found this car. Here you go." Uh, or hey, yeah, there's no someone is not going to knock on your door or email you and say, "Here's the solution to all your problems." It's just it's just not happening. You're going to have to take responsibility for this. If this is something that you truly want and it's important for you and your family, whatever the situation is, you have to take control of it first. I mean, responsibility first. That's going to allow you to take control of it. Right, so we own this. We take responsibility for this. I am a recovering road rager, right? Like <laughs> scream and yell and blow the horn. It, it just—I could tell you some stories that would just—it's hilarious for this version to to even think about. It's that to me now is I don't have any control. I don't have any control over the person beside of me. They, they have no idea the turmoil, the, the, the rage and the explicit language that I'm using in this car. They have no idea. And, and they may be lost, and it might be their first time. At, you know, there's a million other yeah. stories. Yep. And so first, I'm like, okay, i got to take responsibility for being, being a butthead in the car. Okay. <laughs> now that lets me take control of it. What do I actually have control of? That's my thoughts, my feelings, my actions. I am in control of this steering wheel of this car. No one else. And weather, government, taxes, like I do these, um, I do seminars where I speak to the group and I typically open it up with, hey, if I could solve 50% of your stress, would you be interested? And everybody's like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do this. Okay. All right. And then I'll say, well, give me the things that either frustrate you or make you angry or stress you out. Just give them to me. And I'll say, you know, typically mine is people that can't drive. And that usually starts to floodgates. And they're like taxes and people that shuffle their feet. And, you know, it's all, I get all kinds of crazy answers. But I write them up. I write them on the board. It's like wow. weather, government, taxes, people. Uh, people that don't do this. <laughs> yeah, all this stuff, all this stuff, right? And then I ask them, well, raise your hand if you're in 100% control of any of this. <laughs> and the room goes silent, of course, right? Right, right. And I, I say, okay, all right. So you're not in control of it. What influence do you have? Do you have any influence in the weather? Nope. Well, and I it's out that, of you know, most it's out of your control. Of Right, and so that just gives people that kind of a lot of the things that we complain about and frustrate us and stress us out are beyond our control. And right. so, any any resources, time, energy, or talent, any anything put into that is just a waste. And if you mm. consider yourself an intellectual person, mm -hmm. that doesn't make sense. And right. so for, for me, it had to I had to go through that thought pro process to get to it's like, man, that's idiotic. Right? And so, again, having some awareness there. But take responsibility. That's going to allow you to, to take control. Then we've got to put it into action. We've got to take, we've got to take the action. Again, you've got to either do the required actions. So you have to do the search. You have to em employ uh, Brandon, a 13-year-old nephew, to do your, your, your searching. Whatever the case may be, but we'll have to take Take that action. And if you're someone that has a, let's say, a financial goal, I don't want you to start with, well, I've got to find a million dollars. I love setting people up for success with that smallest action that I can do every single day that if done with consistency and regularity will get me to my goal, right? Mm -hmm. So my father-in-law would... 
yeah, exactly. My, my father-in-law wanted to lose some weight, and I said, okay, do, do a push-up. Do one push-up a day. And he's like, one push-up, that's not going to do anything. I'm like, all right, I bet you can't do it. And then we kind of went back and forth. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and so I think he ended up losing like 25 pounds because one push-up leads to three, leads to 10, leads to 15, but it also leads to, is this really worth it? Because I only burn like 17 calories doing, doing my five push-ups. And then you look at the nu- nutritional value of what you're getting ready to put in your mouth and you're like oh that's not worth the you know 600 push-ups it would take me to to burn this off and so yeah that's that's the power of starting that one one small action every single day and for me in my in my own life I have three of them mind body and business so there's three categories so mind every single day meditate and prayer in the morning uh, body, move my body at least 20 minutes every day, and then business. For me, that's connecting with three people in or out of my sphere, but that meet my uh, my avatar, my the people that I'm trying to draw into my life. So those are the three actions. Is wow. is three is three people going to help me get financially free? No, but three people every single day for the entire year, two years, three years, five years. Suddenly, you're you're at your goal, right? Mhm. Mhm. Yes, that's fantastic. I love what you said about the the smaller goals. Sometimes people uh, New Year's resolutions <laughs> have these huge lists of you know what they're going to do, uh, and then when they start out, they start out with a big bang, uh, and then you know by what week two, three, can't remember what the stats are. It's it's done. It's over. Um, and do you think, you know, that big goal setting is some sort of like conditioned habit or something like that? And then we feel poor self-esteem because we weren't able to do that big goal and therefore people give up? Yeah, I think so. I, I think people are like, I'm, you know, starting January, from January 1st. Well, most of the time it's January 2nd because we're a little hungover on January 1st. <laughs> but it's like, okay, starting January the 2nd, I'm not drinking anymore. I'm going to the gym every day. I'm going to get my finances in order. And I'm like, oh, time out. Like, that's, that, those are three gigantic goals that, you know, if you're a quick cold turkey kind of person, maybe, but most of us, are that, you know, you have to build up that confidence. So, mm. you know, going to being intentional with that action, I think, is the very first, the first thing. And make it, make it as easy as, like, stupid, stupidly easy um, to do because you, you'll talk yourself out of, well, i got to put my gym clothes on and i got to drive 20 minutes to the gym and then i got to do the hour workout and it's an hour back and then i got to get in the shower and then, you know, the dinner hasn't been made and i got all these other things. That, you know, you start t- negotiating with yourself. But mm-hmm. one push-up, you can't, you can't get down there and do one push-up from your knees or, f- like, whatever it is. So start really, really small. Make it so hilariously simple that it would be so stupid not to do. And just understand that if you do one, you check the box. If you do three, it's like fist pump. If you do ten, like that's that's self-esteem is earned through com- mm. through keeping those promises that you make to yourself. Yeah, that is a biggie. That is a biggie. That's that what you just said. Self-esteem is earned by making. You know, to, by doing those promises that you said for yourself. Oh, you said it better. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I can't. So I wear the I wear the word integrity on my wrist, and that word to me means you keep your promises that you make to yourself and to others. Now, for me, if I make a promise to you, I'm going to do it, hell or high water. Uh, I, I can really uh, that motivation to help and keep a promise I've made to someone else is, is easier for me because mm. the promises I make to myself, who's going to know? Who's going to, who's going to know if I don't, if I don't do my morning meditation, nobody, nobody is in my household is up at that time. Nobody's going to know, but the ultimate definition of success is how you see yourself, how you talk to yourself when you're by yourself. Yes. And so if I have this stream of broken promises that I've made to myself, of course it makes sense that my self-esteem is not where it should be, right? Mm-hmm. 
because mm-hmm. I see that even if it's uh, even if a lot of this programming is back in the subconscious. I do this. I like to think of it as bricks in a backpack, and people think that your goals are just sitting there waiting on you to to catch up with them. They're not. They're running away from you. So the way we catch our goals is to become light enough, fast enough to to catch them in this in this story. So all those broken promises, all those those are like bricks in a backpack, and we have mm-hmm. to learn to say, nope, I'm going to set this brick over here. If this not good enough brick, I'm going to park it over here. I know where it is. If I need to come back and get it, I know where it is. But for right now, I'm going to set this one over here. This. Uh, get up and go to the the gym brick. I'm gonna stop dragging it around. I'm gonna stop saying that I shoulda, woulda, coulda done that on Monday. I'm gonna set this brick over here. I'm actually gonna follow through with that. And the amount of confidence looking in the mirror, saying, "Hey, you made that promise, and you kept it. Even the small ones, even the even the like. I'm going to drive to the grocery store without cursing at someone on the road." <laughs> <laughs> Like that's a big win for somebody like that that is uh, not so patient when it comes to driving. Yeah. Yeah, my husband used to have those uh, those interesting issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, like that's so funny. Uh, well, I, I'm thinking about um, you know, the, a win would be well, I've tasted that chocolate croissant uh, that is so wonderful from Wild Grain, like. How many times now do I really need to try it the 100th time? <laughs> Is it really going to serve my body? No. Yeah. <laughs> so now I can, but it, it but started with one, right? So I, it's like I look at it. My husband makes it. Do, would you like one? He's very kind. He's like, oh, here's one for you, honey. I was like, no, thank you, right? And being able to say no, thank you, and I'm like, okay, all right, I did one. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Here's an even harder one. Here's I have a similar story with a, I was talking to someone, and I said, cut it in half and throw the other half in the trash can. That is such oh, a boy, hard. Food is a big yeah, exactly. Oh, Wait, wasting food because we've been we've been conditioned not to. You know, you got to clean your plate and yes, don't waste yeah. food and like. Just try that for those for for the listeners out there that have a guilty pleasure that they're trying to cut out of their life. Maybe it's for me, it was ice cream at night. Uh, love mm-hmm. a lovable ice cream. It's like, no, just cut your serving size in half. That's a win. That's a win. Mm-hmm. And your ice cream lasts longer. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, one, you're not getting the huge blood sugar spike. Two, it's uh, calorically, it's not as much. You know, dot, dot, dot. There's a lot of those things. And, and you get a huge boost of confidence to say, you know what? I didn't need a whole damn bowl of ice cream tonight. All right. Right? <laughs> And if that's where you are, like it, it's okay to it's okay to celebrate that. It's not the well, I should do this, so I can't celebrate it, which right. I think holds a lot of people. Celebrate are. those little wins because they stack up into a big win over a period of time, and people think just about the big win. I need the gold medal. Yeah, and write that write that in the journal. Write you know like a little brag session. In your in your journal, hey, I didn't mm. I didn't eat a full bowl of ice cream today. A little brag mm-hmm. book. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, I got to tell you the story of uh, I decided uh, one time I was going to do um, practice my kung fu chain punching, and uh, I was going to do it for thirty days straight. And my husband had done it, and I'm like, I'm going to do that, right? So I have the have the you know the uh, the calendar in in our home gym, and you know, write down day one, and you know, so on and so forth. Well. I thought, well, how hard could that be? <laughs> so I think, uh, you know, for th- so I think it was like, I can't remember how many, 99 punches or something. Anyway, so I can't remember which day it was, but I was like, just forgot. Like one day I just forgot, got busy and forgot. And I looked at the calendar and went, oh, man. So I had to start again. <laughs> and what I noticed, Kelly, was that at first I was like a little annoyed at myself. Uh, and then as I went on, realized that I was going to fail again, that, that I failed again, right? Start up again. Then what started happening with me is I became neutral. It was like, oh, start again. Okay, start again, right? And, and instead of being mad at myself or annoyed or anything like that, I just like, ah, oh, human moment. Okay, start again. And so it became, became this incredible habit of just starting again and, and, and the reactivity and the emotion, the guilt and all that just kind of 
went away. And so it took me four months, okay, to do the 30 days in a row of chain punching. And you know what? I just kept going. <laughs> I kept going, actually, up the ante in that. And what was amazing, Kelly, was after that, I did 90 days in a row. After failing wow. over and over and over again for four months until I finally did it. And after that, I just kept going. And I wasn't, I didn't have a goal. I was just like, I'm just going to keep going. And it was 90 days until I actually skipped one. So yeah. I think that was so, such an amazing learning experience for me to yeah. go through that. I'm not searching for perfection. I am, like, committed, not perfect. Right? Mm. I think that gives, that takes the pressure off. And, you know, I'm from the South, and we speak in riddles and euphemisms and metaphors and stories. <laughs> That's just kind of the way that we are. And, you know, with myself, it's, it's okay to fall off the wagon, but don't lay there long enough to get dirty. Jump right back up, jump right back on that wagon and keep going, you know. Uh, and I think a lot of people, you know, your your fear of of starting this new thing or stopping this old habit or, you know, whatever it is that um, that you have to be, like, if, if I miss, then it's over. And it's not. Like, there's, there's not but one destination that we know of, I guess, at this point, and that's when you take your last breath. All the rest of it's just part of mm. this thing called life. So. Yes, yes, that, that's a really great uh, point there. A lot of people do have that, myself included, have that um, thought that, well, if I don't do it by then, or if I don't do it by age such and such, what's the point? Or, you know, like uh, recently, I, I would say, uh, you know, a lot of light workers and you know, they're like, oh, we have, you know, we have to save the world by such and such a time <laughs> or else. You know, the, the massive sixth extinction of humanity, right? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know for sure. And, and so there's this incredible pressure that people put on themselves to, like, get their freaking act together. You know, like, uh, my, my, my finances aren't, you know, perfect. My health isn't perfect. I've still got, you know, 10, 20 pounds, you know, all this kind of stuff. And they make themselves crazy by thinking, oh, it's, how long have I been working on this? You know, I just, I was working and now I've got to save the world and I've got to save the world, but I can't even do this stuff for myself. So they go into the spiral of, of this lack and, and upset. And what you're saying is like, hey, you know, every day is this new day. Perfection is not required. It's the commitment. And then having this move your butt like that, you know, believe, understand, take. I love that. It's just some practical tools to realize, okay, so, okay, so you need some money issues, you know, you have some money issues, mm. what are those beliefs? How do they serve or don't? And what else can we believe instead? And then I love the understa- understand part because I talk about the, the skills that's required. And then, of course, to take responsibility is huge because the, the minute we say it's somebody else's fault or give an excuse then we've taken all the power from ourselves and then taking that inspired action um, is is grand yeah thank you I love it I love it (laughs) yeah this is great good stuff yeah and I I think that too uh, I think one of the thoughts that came to came to mind and I don't want people to fall into the well I'll just do it tomorrow because that's not what we're saying Mm. we're saying that you know make your plan but for uh, I think positivity, I, 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 here lately I've had this kind of love-hate relationship with the, the perpetual positivity and in a sense that I think sometimes in, in situations you have, to, you have to get to that negative place, right? Mm-hmm. You'll have to, it, it's one thing to go, oh, everything's going to work out. It's going to, you know, tomorrow's going to be better or whatever it is. And sometimes it's important to go, you know what? My finances suck, and I got to get my stuff together, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's a very negative statement, right? That's a very kind of down statement. But if you're just like putting makeup of the makeup of positivity over over something, then I don't think that's serving you. And in, in my life, there's been plenty of times when – you have to get to that place of, like, I got to do something and I got to do something now. And it reminds me, I think it's a Les Brown story. He says this uh, story of a, a man walking down the street and he hears this dog up on the porch 
and the dog is moaning in pain. And he looks up there, and there's a dog, and there's a man up there. He says, hey, man, what's wrong with your dog? And the guy says, well, he's laying on a nail. And the guy says, well, why, don't he, why doesn't he get off the nail? And he says, well, I guess it's not hurting him bad enough. Mm-hmm. And I think as, as humans, we sit in this complaining and, you know, I'll do it tomorrow or whatever it is. And until we can get to a place where it, where it hurts bad enough, when your finances get to the level when you have to do something or the lights get turned off, you get very resourceful. When you get a doctor telling you that, hey, if you don't get it together and clean up your diet, you're a dead man, you will, you will make those changes. When your significant other comes in and says, I've had it, get your stuff, mm. then you start to get resourceful. And so maybe it's worth sitting in that negativity to spark that, you know, whatever primal rage sometimes. Maybe it's, <laughs> you know, clarity. Maybe it's just the motivation to get into action. But sit there for a second, feel that, and and then make a plan from that better version. Not from comparing it to someone else. Compare it to a year from now, that better version of you. What does that person do right now? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, many of us have gone through that uh, so-called dark night of the soul. Um, Mm, It can be very severe. And I I currently don't believe that everybody has to go through that degree of severity because many of us have already done it. We already created the blueprint of having overcome it. So people can tap into that blueprint. And uh, uh, what you're saying about the negativity, um, I do like that has been a pet peeve in the past for me is that, uh, I just heard this term recently, toxic positivity, I didn't even know it was a term, um, where somebody is just really fake it till you make it, like positive, 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 you know, and not really willing to look at the dark sides of things, which is part of our wholeness, really. And uh, there's really great, amazing transformation in holding into that dark space and, and discovering things. I think people get afraid of it because they think they're going to stay there. Yeah, and I, I think that allows you the clarity to understand what's important for you. It's one thing to be in a, a group of people that have goals of this, that, and the other. But if that's not aligned of what, you know, how you define success, I think mm-hmm. that's the trouble that people get into is, okay, I'm hanging out with these people and all those people have boats and they have <laughs> – their, their kids are in, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we follow along in that and then, you know, dot, 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 we're working a job that we hate to pay for things we don't want. And like Robin Williams killed himself. And so if it was accolades and people loving you and money and all those the societal expectation goals, then you, you got to get to a place where what does success mean for me? How do I define success? Is it RVing across the country with my family? Mm -hmm. Is it, you know, just define that for yourself first. Then we can make the path. It's not like I got to just run, 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 get, 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 consume, consume, consume. It's, It's take a breath. Sit in that. Now figure out what the, as soon as you do that, that's when the butts start. So. Aha. If I was going to give a a, a through line, it's define success when you say that success in all areas of life, mission, vision, spiritual, health, finance, relationship, love, all the things. Define what success really means to you there. And then when you say, I want that, enter your goal statement, that's when you start the but work because there's going to be one that comes up. Well, but I don't have time for that. But I don't, I mean, I'm not good enough for that one yet. But I don't have the skills for that. But, you know, but, 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 but. Ah, uh, well, that helps me think of this one, another mini pet peeve, I suppose, um, is, is the love and light folks uh, that are, well, I'm just going with the flow. So I'm like, so, I mean, you know, you trained as a healer, so how's the healing practice going? Well, you know, I don't have a lot of clients. I'm just kind of going to flow or they start a new business uh, or they join my team in network marketing, right? And they're like, well, we'll just see how it goes. And I'm like, err. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, okay, so I'm not going to commit to anything. 
And and to me, I mean, it, it's like the fear of failure, fear of looking bad, fear fear of you know disappointing someone. Uh, but it's masked in this love and light flow thing. Can you speak a little bit about that? And then after that, we'll go to how we people can connect with you. Sure. Yeah. I I I love and hate this at the same time. Well, I am. If you do the if you've done the disc profile, I'm a off the charts I. So I is a social butterfly, extroverted. Uh, very. I love new think tanks but I am a horrific at like project management and completing things on time and keeping focus and things like that. And so I absolutely love free flowing. I didn't run a calendar for a long time because, Hey, what if a client needs something or what if, you know, what if this opportunity comes by and I can't say yes to it. And I, I've struggled with this over the years and I, my solution, I, I don't know if this will work for everyone, but I'm also stubborn. And so if I yep. if I yep. say something, if I write it down, especially if I tell someone, which here's where the accountability kind of, if you tell accountability partner, social media is great for this. Uh, <laughs> if you yeah, t- tell the social media world that you're going to lose 10 pounds in two weeks and see what happens like that, they'll, they'll keep you accountable. Uh, so for, for me, it's a, it's a balance of one, understanding that this world that we live in is abundant and there's enough for everyone and there's enough for, for you and you are enough to have everything that you possibly want. Like, it is possible. It doesn't fall out of the sky and land on top of you, right? You have to do the work. You have to do the the action plan. And so I love the balance. I, again, I, I sit on the floor and manifest and and meditate and and pray and all those things. But I also have an action plan where it's you know hit the nail with the hammer, right? <laughs> it's not like oh I hope this nail gets put into the wall. No, it's here's. Here's my action plan. I need that nail to go into the wall. I have a hammer. I need to swing it, put it in the wall, for a silly mm-hmm. analogy there. Yes. Yes. Thank you. So, Kelly, where can people find you? You can find me on, speaking of the social media world, uh, you can you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. That's where I'm most active, Kelly Moser. Uh, I also have a website, kellymoser.com. I, I just love connecting with people, and I... I want to add value to the community, to my community. It may not be your community, and that's okay. So, you know, get in here, get into my world, ask me a question if you have. I love engaging with whatever it is, but be prepared for me to say, you're not my person. Uh, try, you know, someone else. I always try to steer you in the in the place that I think will be value added to you if I can't do that, and I think that's a breath of fresh air, at least for me. I think we live in a world where everybody's like, I can cure everything. Just sign up for my course. And I'm like, no, I have a, I have a set of skills that it is expanding, but I have a current set of skills to help solve some, some problems for real estate entrepreneurs. And if, if that's you or you know one, hey, let's have a conversation and see if it's a right fit. If it is, we can talk about next steps. If it's not, I'll try to steer you in somewhere that that will will be value added. That's the way that I operate. It's been working so far, and uh, yeah, I love it. Oh, that's great. Thank you, Kelly. So, um, kellymoser.com, that's spelled K-E-L-L-Y-M-O-S-E-R.com. And on Instagram, it's Kelly, and it's, um, uh, what is that called, an underscore? Underscore, yeah. Underscore, yes. And then Moser. Uh, I don't I don't know if I'm following you yet. I better do that. Um, <laughs> and then um, on Facebook is kelly.moser.180. And that's how to get a hold of Kelly. So before we say our formal goodbyes, Kelly, is there any golden nugget that you'd like to, and you've given us so much already, but any golden nugget you'd like to share before we end yeah. today? I'm going to give it, this may be maybe narcissistic actually, but I'm going to give, I'm going to give this as if it were me 10 years ago, because I I know that person, I know that person well, and I hope that it resonates with someone else out there. So if you're, 
if you're sitting at your desk and you've got these visions of grandeur of what you think your life should be and you have all these goals and you've got a butt in your way, I just, I just want you right now to lean into the possibility that it can come true. Just, just that. Just mm-hmm. that all these things that I want, all these things that uh, I want for my life and my family and those around me, the impact that I want to have to the world, the finances, all those things are possible. And if you're, if you're there, just, just lean into, hey, it's possible. For me, where I am, in the season of life that I am, I'm good enough for possible. And let's start there. Mm, love it, love it. Well, thank you, Kelly, so much for spending your time with us. And uh, love yeah, the, the chat, uh, especially around uh, the excuses and moving your butt. Uh, I, myself, we, we, you know, we hear it a lot. I'm sure you hear it a lot as a coach. And it, it's huge. It's huge uh, to be able to just have that awareness. Um, so thanks again. And I uh, also want to thank our audience for tuning in. So until next time, lots of love, everyone. Bye for now.